Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. The U.S. women beat New Zealand 5-0 late on Friday, U.S. time, and it was a little better, I thought, than the first leg of the New Zealand series. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I thought it was much better. Uh, lots of encouraging signs, which there need to be, because as we said, these uh, this is a... Uh, a weakened New Zealand team, very limited on who they could call up. And uh, maybe we didn't talk about this enough about our opponent. New Zealand isn't that good of a team to begin with. Uh, we played them last year full strength in the She Believes Cup. So that was like their real team. And we waxed them 5-0 in that as well. And they aren't necessarily any better. I think in their last 14 games, uh, they have like six goals. They don't threaten. Um, they're not, I don't think they're particularly well coached. Uh their coach is a former U.S. Uh, staffer, Jika yeah. Klimkova. Uh, she had her U-20s in the, two, the 2018 U-20 World Cup. And that was when, I don't know if you remember this, but like when we were watching that game, I was, very, I was legitimately worried about the future of the program. Uh, but I, th- I think mostly... <laughs> I do have a probably, memory of that. <laughs> they were probably just poorly coached. Uh, it was a team with Germa. Uh, Jalen Howell was on that team. Actually, Sanchez and Sophia Smith, Savannah DeMelo. Like this was a, there was a Stacked. lot of young attacking power on that team, and we were totally like we we just looked like we had no idea how to play soccer. Um, so maybe those players have all taken huge steps forward uh, in the last several years. But uh, it was, I mean, Klinkova was very unimpressive to me at the time, and this New Zealand side that she's helming now is not creating a lot of attack uh, either. I think. Shots wise, again, I know that this isn't their full strength side, but over the two legs, I believe we outshot them 37 to two. Yeah, they never look like they're going to score a goal in either game. Yeah, so we don't know. We don't really know a lot about uh, it. It it all goes back to sort of uh, how much of a test this really was, what you can really take from it. And so this was a much better performance in that at least we can't take anything away. Whereas the first half of the first game. Like we had to actually worry about our ability to play soccer for a little bit. Yeah, it seems like it should be a it should be thought of as a, an attacking training exercise. Both of these games, because yes. there is, I mean, the defense just has to not make mistakes, not make like catastrophic mistakes. They could still make mistakes that aren't punished easily. They could easily do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and anyone, I mean, friggin' Dinks could easily do that. But this was one where. Uh, I mean, they literally couldn't make mistakes in this game. There was never a time where they were put under right. even the kind of pressure where they could make a mistake, which again is fine. We knew that this was supposed to be a training exercise, which going back to that first half of the first game was what was so discouraging is that it, what we weren't even getting training, uh, attacking training reps in the first half of the first game. This and I was guess, a lot different. right. It was, it was different at times, but I would say even in this game, there wasn't, I, w- I don't think you could look at it and say there's like, definitely we were focused in this game on doing good attacking patterns and, uh, you know, to use a Velasquezism, uh, you know, soccering through it. Like that was, <laughs> I, I, I didn't do, I know somebody on the discord said you guys should do like a, a scorecard. How many times are we, are we settling for the lofted ball into like a speculative area? How often are we trying to soccer through it? I didn't do that. I didn't keep track, but my, but my eyeball sense of it is there was still a lot of us just lofting the ball into a speculative area. Sometimes we scored that way, you know, like the, <laughs> the, the Lavelle volley for her first goal. That was just i I'm sorry. I don't think she was aiming for Lavelle. I think she was just hitting it into the mixer and the defending was bad. So I, you know, 
yeah, it was better. I mean, the first goal we scored was gorgeous and uh, almost cathartic in its beauty. But the, um, I think the prevailing pattern of the game was still a lot of just kicking it long and hoping. So I absolutely 100% agree that there was clearly not an intentional uh, move away from lofting balls into the box uh, as, as sort of, I don't want to say our default, but as a uh, reliable mode of attack. Like it's clear that we see that as like a perfectly good idea to do, even when we're not like forced into it. Uh, I feel like a lot of times now in the modern age, crossing is sort of seen as like a last resort. Like, oh, I don't have anything else. I'm running out of time about to get tackled. I'll hit this into the mixer. Um, the, the bad crosses, you know, right. Like, uh, but we just, t- we tend to cross our way, cross ourselves out of good attacking situations. And we have been doing that for a long time. Uh, and, and there was still plenty of that on display, but I do think there were a ton, a ton of, uh, encouraging sequences. Um, even, even if it wasn't necessarily the final third, but the approach play into the final third showed a lot more cohesion and coordination, um, which, which I think is, uh, important as we, maybe test out you know i've been one saying the midfield isn't necessarily like the biggest problem and i still think there's areas we can improve but i think we saw that there might be some room to improve the midfield just by personnel um just by moving some personnel around i thought the uh the coordination of the group looked much improved yeah so you're i assume you're referring to sanchez over haran kind of uh i'm actually more like sullivan wasn't the silver bullet yeah no i so I actually think the big takeaway for me in this game, and again, you got to be careful with takeaways against a really depleted New Zealand side, um, was that Lavelle was a huge improvement over Haran because it wasn't Sanchez in for Haran. It was Sanchez in, but Lavelle moved into the Haran role and Sanchez was basically playing the Lavelle role. Okay. And I thought it was Lavelle, I think, did a much better Haran than Haran does. Hmm. Okay. Well, now, should we... Yeah, yeah, let's let's get into the lineup so we can everyone can get the context of what we're even talking about. Yep, yep. Okay, Casey Murphy in goal, and then uh, Sofia Huerta, uh, Alana Cook, Naomi Gurma, and Crystal Dunn across the back line, and then it was Andy Sullivan in, at the six instead of Taylor Korniak, and um, Rose Lavelle as Greg just mentioned in the sort of Haran role, and Ashley Sanchez in the Rose Lavelle role. Fun to see a Lavelle Sanchez midfield out there. And then across the front line, it was Trinity Rodman, Ashley Hatch, and Mallory Swanson. Hatch, a late ad because, uh, because Alex Morgan was, got hurt in training, I guess, or in warm-ups. Yeah, some tightness. So probably precautionary, hopefully precautionary. Some tightness sounds fake to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a nah, I won't even explain it. Um, all right, uh, New Zealand was Aaron, Aaron Naylor in goal. Across the back line, it's Green, Riley, Green, and Anton. Allie Riley plays for Angel City FC. And then across the band of four in their 4-4-2, the midfield band, it's Jail, Daisy Cleverly, Chance, and Collins. And then Gabby Rennie and Paige Satchel are the two strikers. Uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't really do anything all game against us. It's kind of not that... Not that important to talk about them that much, I don't think. No, they defended in their four four two again. And can we can we touch on that briefly? Yes, because I, I think that was that was a huge reason why our uh, attack was so neutered in the opening half of the first game uh, was because they sat in a four four two, and I was really stingy about the credit I was willing to give New Zealand for being organized and re- resolute because our scheme was to simply 
we we built up out of a back two with our center backs, and then our fullbacks just drifted upfield one line into their wide midfielders, and our center mids just stayed by our double pivot just stayed by their two center mids, and so we had this like we we marked ourselves just by the shape we took, yeah, and we never we embraced really like, their shape, yeah, and we, and we never we never did anything to really make them make decisions uh, or make them have to rotate or, or, you know, again, make those soccer choices to see if you could get dominoes to fall. And in the second half of the first game, we switched to a three in the back and that solved everything. This game, we didn't, we still stayed with the two with just sort of a, a Gurma and cook back there. But we, we had so many more variations in our buildup to create little numerical advantages in the back and building uh, that, like New Zealand just looked like they were completely lost. So we destroyed them in our approach play that, and I was really happy about that. That's what I consider most encouraging final Hmm. third, still a mixed bag, but our approach play here was so much more sophisticated and intelligent, which again, it needs to against a very baseline test of New Zealand's backups to their backups. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of stuff to sort of note. Uh, there's a Sanchez long ball early on, so you know as much as as much as I love Ashley Sanchez, I feel like she's just as willing to hit the long ball as everybody else on the team. Um, in the second minute, there was a lovely turn from Rose Lavelle that uh, where she feeds it to Swanson in the box for a shot. It's blocked, and then um, and and that's where we're already seeing there like that that Sanchez long ball you're talking about within like thirty seconds. Uh, it was encouraging, not the long ball, the home run ball that we, we kind of, uh, tend to be like down on those attempts, but the, the finding of her, like we just found her so easily in a huge space. And again, that's a schematic thing that was just missing early in the first game. Uh, and I don't remember if it was Gurma or Cook or even Sullivan who found her, but it was just done with such ease and she could have done a lot of things, but she chose to, you know, go for the home run to hatch. But that was promising. And then the Lavelle turn that we're talking about that created the really decent looking Swanson shots. I think Swanson lost her footing. That's that was Lavelle sitting back a line. And so you can see how effective she can be or you get some sense of it um, in sort of that deeper role where she can still cook people and then pick out a just absolutely devastating pass on the floor into Mallory Swanson in the corner of the box. Yeah. Yeah, Lavelle, I mean, no news to anybody, but what a joy to watch her uh, play soccer. Well, anyway, two minutes in and we're seeing, again, what we, we need to see really good stuff. We need to see that kind of, uh, we need to see us just take a team apart with ease. And so that, that was at least like right away, like, okay, this isn't going to be a replay of, of the first game. The, so I, I, I'm interested in Sanchez because like, yeah, I, I'm curious what you think about this, but you know, she's in a she's in a battle, essentially in a battle with Haran for minutes. Or I, I guess you could say she's in a battle with Lavelle too. But I don't, I don't know. Um, that battle's not going to go well for. her. I don't for think either battle's going to go well for her. Honestly, uh, as much as I wish it would go well for her in her battle with Haran, I don't. I just don't. She doesn't. She's not as technically precise as as Lavelle or Haran generally. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd agree with with Lavelle. I, I don't think there's any even discussion to have like Lavelle's going to play over her if, if it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, with her with Haran, I don't know that I would say she's not as technically precise. I think Sanchez is a very technical player. I think she tries a bunch of stuff uh, that's low percentage on its face. So she comes off kind of looking sloppy and loose when she's playing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of turnovers where it's like, but you saw what she was trying to do. She probably has the technique to do that. Sometimes it just was a little bit ambitious of a choice you know it gets intercepted because 
it wasn't really on to do that. Uh, there's no, there was no technique that was going to let you get that ball into the window because the window was just too tight. So the reason Sanchez is on my mind is the eight, the eight minute mark. We have this counter where Swanson collects it after a clearance and then plays a really a clearance off a New Zealand corner and plays a really nice ball to Rodman on the run. Rodman then plays a really nice ball to Sanchez, who's making a, a good run right up the middle of the, like right up the gut. And she she's sort of in a 1v1 with the defender and just gets tackled in the box as she shoots. It turns out to be fairly harmless where like, you know, if Sophia Smith gets that ball in that spot, she's she's uh, she's cranking one on frame, and um, I don't know. So, yeah, the pa- the pass from Trin puts puts Sanchez in, and it's uh, it's just Sanchez's touch uh, as she enters the box shows the ball a little bit, right? She doesn't let her body keep the defender off, so where the defender would have to foul her to get to it. She puts it right in between the two of them, and the defender doesn't have to worry about getting her legs set to, or her feet right to take a shot. She just has to disrupt it, and so it's an easier job for the defender who disrupts it pretty easily. But yes, uh, Sanchez, I think, added quite... I, where, where I want to say, like, she was she had a lot of turnovers. What was your general sense of her entire game? If we can, if we can do a little Sanchez bit right now. It's tricky because I do love the way she moves around the ball. The flick for the first goal, which we'll get to in a moment, is just wonderful. And, um, you know, she does a lot of good stuff, but I don't know. She gave it away a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I... I and some of them I, were kind of silly, like a backheel attempt on like a, in a moment where you didn't really need to or... Exactly. I didn't exactly. see what the upside so, was. This is where this is where I'm like, uh, I can see how a coach watching that is going to be like, nope, we just can't have it too unpredictable, like too incon- inconsistent is probably better than unpredictable. Uh, and I'm I, I'm totally sympathetic to that. Also, I would just I still want to see this uh, midfield in She Believes because I think there's just domino effects. Like I think uh, by putting Sanchez higher, her movement, like you're saying, I think is much more effective with her and and Lavelle in the midfield than with Lavelle and Haran. I feel like Haran isn't nearly as mobile, isn't as quick and shifty off the ball oh, to move oh, into yeah. gaps, which, you know, when one player moves, into a, moves out of their space into a gap, there's a whole knock-on effect for other players. So what we ended up seeing in this game was Mallory Swanson kept coming central into spaces that Sanchez vacates because it's so easy to read those movements. Uh, and this is also keyed by Lavelle moving deeper into spaces. So you have this really good full-team interplay on so many of our different sort of approach sequences uh, that I don't think we get with Haran uh, in that central midfield space. So even if there's things that Sanchez individually needs to clean up, I thought the whole team effect was noticeable. Yeah. Well, let's get to the, a really good example of some of what you're talking about, which is the first goal. Um, Crystal Dunn, it's the 20, 22nd minute. Was there something you wanted to touch on in between? Those. I'll, I'll just also throw in uh, while all this movement is happening, Naomi Gurma ahead of them, Naomi Gurma and Alana Cook uh, can ping a ball around. And that's huge, too. So when we're getting these midfielders in these pockets, uh, they both have the, the confidence and the ability to execute uh, slipping balls through that first line of pressure into our, you know, little little tricky players in the midfield to do all their little tricks. <laughs> Like that's, that's, a, it's a big deal. And they, they can be quiet looking passes. They don't necessarily jump off the screen, but they're so important when you have players of Lavelle's quality uh, to be able to hit her in those spaces that 
it's e- it'd be so easy to just look her off and work it around the horseshoe uh, and instead being like, nope, I think I can get this ball into her. I, and, and then we do it. So mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge deal. Well, the, the, really, the really good pass into one of our tricky players comes from Crystal Dunn on the goal. And it is, um, it's quite a good pass. She has to beat like four defenders to get it to San- Sanchez's feet. Now, they're not all right in front of her, but, she, but they're all there. Because New Zealand's just kind of pressing up at this point. They're kind of trying to apply some pressure. And Rodman's, the right back is on Rodman, but like even higher than Rodman. And Sanchez sort of bursts back to the ball. And gets to it just before Allie Riley, who, who, tr- who reads it a little late and is trying to close it down. Uh, Sanchez flicks it past Allie, Ri- Allie Riley into the space that Riley had just vacated. And Rodman kind of collects herself, runs onto it. She, she has all the time in the world and hits an inch perfect. First time teasing ball for Ashley Hatch to side foot into the far netting. Uh, it's a perfect ball. It's also a perfect finish, not an easy finish uh, either. And that's four moments of quality strung together in a way that I feel like we haven't seen much from this team. It felt good. It was, uh, it was nice. Yeah, it was, it was every, every execution was quality and every decision was quality. And, uh, you know, we talked about how we didn't change our buildup, uh, shape to, to go to three. We kept it as two with, uh, cook and Germa. And one of the very variations in our buildup was to just bring, uh, the ball side fullback deeper. Um, so we did that here, right? So Dunn kind of dropped off a little bit instead of drifting upfield into their midfielder, she drops off. And as the ball goes to her, that midfielder has to then step forward, which creates a gap between her and the right back. Um, mm-hmm. and that's where we can try to, that's where we can move. Uh, I think Trinity, right. You said had switched over to the left side. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, they were, that was kind of cool how Rodman and Pew were switching at times. But yeah, so Rodman can, can kind of drop off or into that big gap forces the right back to come into that space. Um, and so you saw that variation and we got a lot of joy out of that too, in our buildup. So this was one of those moments where we did that Trinity comes back, the fullback drifts upfield, creates more space between the fullback and center back, which is the pocket that Sanchez, uh, shows into to receive it. And then because that fullback had come upfield with Rodman, there's no way she's going to win the foot race back against Rodman when Sanchez makes that awesome, uh, flick. So just really good coordination. Uh, you know, that is disorganizing the opponent with the ball and movement. The flick from Sanchez was, was, uh, was so good. I, I don't even think Rodman initially read it. You know, she was kind of like, what's what? And then she's like, oh, okay. And then comes up and plays an absolutely perfect ball for Hatch. And so, and so we just kind of had been dinging, you know, Sanchez for the giveaways, but it's like she tries stuff and that flick is not a flick that everyone on our team tries. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're going to, with her, it's very much going to be a, is a coach willing to take some of the looseness with what can be just uh, defense opening touches? Yeah. And, and again, we have to find out if you can open a, a Canada defense or a Canada is the wrong team to use at this point. I feel like they're not, they're no longer a standard setting defense, but you know, a much better opponent. We got to see if, if Sanchez can open those defenses up. That's why I bring up technical, uh, precision because i do think she tries stuff but i don't know that she always it always does even what she's trying to execute you know the idea the ideas are fantastic but um yeah anyway um 26 minute swanson just glides past ali riley for the ball in the corner it's a it's kind of a broken play it's just rolling back there and (laughs) i don't know swanson looks we used to talk about the cheat code uh she really is look was looking like a cheat code in this game. It's just 
twice as fast as everybody else out there. So the speed is, is apparent. And, and then what you have now is uh, her decision on this one. Yeah. Fantastic, right? Like rather than just trying to force a ball across to, and hope something good happens, like she reads the New Zealand defenders, their entire momentum is all going towards goal. I think the center back who's trying to help cover uh, literally starts her slide as Swanson uh, is about to deliver it across. So Swanson instead just leaves it at like a 45 degree angle back towards the penalty marker for uh, Sanchez, who's alone, can do whatever she wants. Um, and Sanchez proceeds to smash it directly into the, you know, the scrambling goalkeeper. Yeah. Not an easy, I would not in, in my experience, an easy finish necessarily, but you know, it's, yeah, it's not an open goal. Like she just has yeah. to, she just has to hit it where it doesn't hit the keeper and she hits it at the keeper. Yeah. But the, what hard, I care about she is hit it hard at the keeper. <laughs> yeah. I care about, I care mostly about, uh, Mallory's decision and execution there. And again, that's, that's what we want to see. That's what I want to see so much of from this group because they have the talent to get into these spots, pick out that shot creating pass. And we're going to get a lot of good chances. Yeah. Lots of, lots of uh, aerial balls played in this passage of play in the first half. Um, there was one where Rodman, you know, was looking for a pass interference flag and didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> it's a spot foul anyway in, in the international <laughs> game. 38, in the, around the 38-minute mark, we get our second goal. And, it, and we alluded to it briefly earlier, but it's Rose Lavelle. Um, on the volley, Swanson is trying to come. She comes back to the ball, collects it, and sort of tries to move across the top of the attacking third to get something cooking. Her clip, her clipped ball for Rodman is blocked back to her, and then she taps it wide to Huerta. Huerta just tees up a, a speculative ball, it looks like to me, into the box. Two defenders are drawn to Ashley Hatch, you know, near the penalty marker, and Lavelle darts in behind the, the trio. And the ball also goes over that trio, and she volleys it past Naylor. A high, high level of difficulty strike, um, but the defending is second rate. No way a ball like that should fall to waist high when two defenders are in the vicinity. Yeah, so we just, we just appreciate the aesthetics of it, appreciate Lavelle's technique. And, and I think uh, the HBO crew pointed this out in the halftime show. Uh, it's also important to note that despite Lavelle playing in that deeper role, she still obviously is free to make these kinds of runs uh, as, as she sees fit, as she, as she reads the game. So that's, that's the other important thing here. Uh, I agree this goal isn't necessarily going to be the kind of goal we'll score in February, but to see Lavelle have the freedom to make these kinds of runs forward, uh, I think is important. Uh, so, yeah. so that's what I'm going to take from it. All right, before we get to the second half, um, you know, if you want to hear, there's, there's a lot of men's national team news over the weekend. Gio Reyna had a banger this morning. Uh, Chris Richards, his second straight extremely credible start in the premier league against the top four team um, and a clean sheet against Newcastle. Uh, Josh Sargent scored. Brian McBride is out as general manager. Lots to talk about, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to pony up for the Monday review. It's all going to be on the Monday review tomorrow at the half. We get Emily Sonnet on for Gurma at left center back and um, Emily Fox on for crystal Dunn. Would you? It's probably still fair to say Dunn is working her way back to full fitness. I, yeah, I think Rusty at times. I thought, but again, I think our scheme was a, a much better in this game, and so Dunn got to do a lot more of her. Um, I mean, she just showed some 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 guile, like uh, mm-hmm. in our in our buildup, a lot more often than she got to in the first half of the first game. 
Yeah, I mean, like, for instance, the pass that keyed the move for the game's opening goal. So let's get right into the goals because they come fast and furious in the second half. Well, first a chance, a nice sequence in the 40, around the 48 minute mark. It's a good pass through the lines from Sonnet to Sanchez, the reference, those pockets of space Sanchez was finding Um, Sanchez out to Swanson on the run. And then Swanson plays a good left footed ball across for hatch. And she just, she just misses from the six, doesn't get her foot right. Makes good contact. It just goes left to the post. Yeah, it was uh, the decision making was felt to me a lot like the that open our goal opener where it was just a lot of really good decisions. Everyone sort of doing the optimal thing, uh, starting with Sonnet's entry pass into Sanchez. So uh, this is what we want to see. This is what you want to see in in sort of the meaningless friendly is this kind of like we can just toy with this team execution. Yeah, it was very it was crisp the whole sequence. There it is. That's a good way of putting it. 52nd minute mark, we get our third goal of the game. Fox Fox receives a, a good long ball from Alana Cook. So uh, one of those pings you were talking about from Cook diagonally to Fox on the left side. Fox takes it down and beats somebody and then just fizzes it a ball across the six. It, it gets to Rodman, actually, uh, who tries to kind of side or kind of outside of the foot push it into the goal from close range. That shot is blocked off her foot to Swanson, who is just standing near the penalty marker and pounds it into the upper right corner. Uh, at this point, the game's sort of, uh, we're, we're just kind of rolling. Yeah, same thing. I like I liked the buildup here because it was this uh, deliberate play from Sonnet, Sullivan, and Cook uh, until Cook can stretch the entire field with that long ball. Uh, and then... Again, the aesthetics of Mal just hammering this into the top corner. It's very pleasing. <laughs> it is pleasing, yeah. Oh, oh, pleasing is a word I know. There's a Norwich City podcaster who I, I watch some of his post-game reactions sometimes, and he uses the word pleasing all the time. It must be uh, an East Anglian thing. Don't sleep on the movement either from, from Swanson. It looks like the ball just falls to her easily, but she puts herself, she starts out like wide of Rodman. Which, again, is another interesting rotation because it's like these are the two wingers, but they both end up on the same, you know, weak side post. But Mal starts out wide of Rodman as the ball's coming in. And rather than just sort of going aimlessly at the goal, like some players will do at times, uh, she really cleverly sets herself up at sort of, you know, the point where dead center of the goal where a ball might fall. And just in case it does, I'll be here all by myself. And sure enough, she's there all by herself. Yep. Um. We get some subs in the 62nd minute. Corniak's on for Sullivan, and Lynn Williams comes on for Rodman. Christy Mewis for Sanchez, and Purse for Hatch. We got two more goals to talk about this. In the 74th minute, uh, we get another Lavelle goal on the volley. Swanson kind of comes back to a loose ball to poke it to Corniak. Corniak over the top to Lynn Williams, who crosses it for Lavelle, arriving kind of right in the goal mouth and Lavelle swings and does just enough to usher it into the side netting. Um, not as emphatic of a volley as the first one, but, <laughs> but they all count the same. And yeah. uh, that's it. Uh, great, great. Another great one for Lynn Williams coming off the bench and having an immediate uh, impact again. Um, so a goal last game and now an assist here for, for Lavelle. And, and this is just another one of those where like, it's not exactly the prettiest goal. So it's, it looks like some touches and, and sequ- part of the sequence that ne- will need to be ironed out against better teams. Uh, but it's, it's still, you know, a decent little up back through where we get it up to Swanson, uh, the layoff back uh, 
to Corniak. And then if you have a Lynn Williams who starts even uh, on a foot race, even against, uh, you know, good teams, that's a good situation to be in. So the ball over the top to Lynn Williams to let her just try to outrace uh, the New Zealand back line. It's a good, that's a good attack. Yeah. Okay. And then the 80th minute, we get the fifth goal. Again, Lavelle on the score sheet. It's a, it's a, he- it's a header on a corner kick from, La- I mean, the header is from Corniak. The corner kick is from Lavelle. Um, Corniak is, as you, most of you know, six foot one, but she headed it down and hard, made no mistake. Good, uh, good aerial finish from her five zero. Height is a skill. Yeah. I think this settles it right here. Uh, it's, it's, it is useful, right? Like this is a useful player to have, um, not just because she's tall, but that is uh, a huge set piece mismatch. So if we can take decent set pieces uh, in a competitive game, yeah. not a lot of teams are going to be able to just, you know, if, and if they do have to put their best header on Corniak, then, uh, you know, everyone else gets a slightly worse player to attack against. So we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but you think you were happy with, with the, improvement in our sort of the the start of the buildup and how we found people in pockets of space in the midfield at least yeah yeah i thought the the rotations the fluidity of it i think was it was night and day and again some of that was schematic uh there were there were very clearly little rotations we'd make we we already talked about how sometimes the ball side fullback would just drop into a create a back line a back three um which really stretched out the wide midfielder and wide fullback for new zealand uh but other times it was it was you know the fullback would drift high and then even Lavelle at times, one of our center mids would drop into that wide back three uh, to create that. So I don't know. I, my, my, my sense is that Haran is just a little bit too static uh, in the center midfield, uh, like doesn't make those sharp little movements continuously that I think we got with this group of personnel. Yeah. And I know that that's, you know, that's a high, that's a somewhat controversial subject in the fan base. Like, you know, there's some people who are really big on Haran and think she can do stuff that nobody else can do. And I think there may be some truth to that in some ways. I don't know. It's uh what do you think Vlatko's going to do though? You know, he's going to, yeah. he's going to, he's going to start Haran. <laughs> so the question will be, I think, I don't think anyone changed Vlatko's mind entirely in this game. Like it's, you, you can't really do that in a game against the opponent that we just played. Uh, but it might open the door for a test in February. And we've got three games in that, you know, window, uh, fairly tight turnaround time. So maybe, maybe we can get one of those games with, with a rotated midfield. Yeah. That'd be great. And then hopefully that rotation is Lavelle and Sanchez with Lavelle in the Haran role, Sanchez in the Lavelle role. Let's see what it looks like. Okay. I'm for it. Those are the, those are the real tests coming up in mid February. She believes cup. Um, of course, we'll be we'll be there on February nineteenth in Nashville against Japan, two thirty p.m. Central Time. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you.